Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're right, you're right. I've got to be quite honest with you. Got to be honest with you. When oh my- you're right, you're right. Her latest Instagram post is incredible. When Danielle just like relaxing in her room, aka her safe space. She was like, find your safe space and step on in. And stay there forever. <laughs> her bed did look comfy. Her bed looked comfy. The wall behind it felt very like cinder block energy to me. Uh-huh. And then someone pointed out that on Instagram we were DMing and he was like, she has a wall of just Chanel boxes stacked on top of each other. So if you zoom into like the right corner of her room is just like all these chanel boxes where did they come from how long has she been collecting them is that part of her what was once in them at the it's like an art piece damn her i love her like you know supremely gauche pleather like stool kind of at the end of her her sofa at the end of her bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) love that i actually i mean it i could feel like the plasticky of it the st- kind of lightly sticking to your ass cheeks if mm. you were to sit on it. Sans underwear. Wasn't she living in like a very large house that her ex-husband was paying for? Marty? I don't know, actually. Like back in the day? The no, house like a few sold? weeks ago. Like a few months. No, not a few years. Like in the last few years, she was... She got married to that guy, Marty. They divorced like a second later. And then he. Oh, I forgot about that. She got like the house, I guess, in the divorce. I love it. Work, bitch. Work. I love it when a woman gets to keep the house. Speaking of like the woman getting getting hers, uh, getting her house. Guys, we just need. Let's talk about it. Laura and I cannot recommend enough. The new Netflix movie, I Care A Lot, starring the queen, Rosamund Pike, the king, Peter Dinklage, the queen, Diane Weist, and someone who was kind of TBD'd for me all along, but now is a queen as well, Isa Gonzalez. The queen mother, Diane Weist. Yeah, Isa Gonzalez was, why was she a TBD for you? 
I just never understood her. I guess I had never seen her in anything except just being pictured on the Daily Mail over and over. And I was oh, like, Oh, she one of see, I'm not. She I'm just not as seemed like, like a who are you? She see, she was a she who. was a who. It was very who energy. And like, I just didn't understand like where she came from or like why she was being talked about all the time if she wasn't in anything. But then she solved that problem this weekend. And I'm like, cast her. Yeah, she was Give incredible. Give her everything. She's amazing. I, I was, guys, this movie, it kind of just like quietly dropped onto Netflix. Rosamund Pike is nominated for a Golden Globe. She's, I don't think she's in the running for Oscar because it wasn't like fast enough or whatever or didn't come out in enough time. But like could have easily won the Oscar for this. Yeah. She's a national treasure and... An international treasure. Would, an international treasure, yes, you're correct. And I would not be mad if she were to just keep playing like villainous ladies over and over and over. She's so good at playing... Like just a stone white cold women. calculating bitch, yeah, <laughs> with a vape. <laughs> Guys, I was excited. Like I heard, I heard people talking about it. I wasn't. I I was like, whatever. I'll watch it. It was like it had to die for energy, very much like camp, but also like scary and very stressful, and just like it had a, it has everything you want. Yeah, it had it all. Diane Weiss says crock of c word in it spoiler Dan Weiss shines yeah we're gonna have some maybe spoilers so if you're wanting to watch I care a lot you should turn off the pod now and just like skip to like five to ten yeah minutes ahead so it'll give you a chance to just like pause pause okay all right seeing Diane <laughs> seeing Diane Weiss just fully her fully like just actualized and like doing what she does best and just like a role that she really just went wild in. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that doesn't know what this movie is about and are still listening, Rosamund Pike plays this like very ambitious girl boss-esque character who her entire job, she's kind of, she's a scammer, but her entire job is that she works with like a mental health professional to conserve elderly people who have like a lot of money and savings and put them in a nursing home, medicate them to hell and back, and then siphon a bunch of their money into like her pocket just by paying herself as their legal guardian. Yeah, it's very like in the in the conversation of like freeing Britney Spears, like just the kind of nightmarish realities of like the American the way America handles elderly people and like people who need conservatorship and um it's frightening. It, and I, it was very, very uncomfortable with the idea of getting old. Yeah. I mean, it was very, I think it was like hyper, but like, I think it is, I think there are people that do this and she's, she's basically like a professional guardian. She preys mm-hmm. on like dementia ridden, pe- riddled people and like kind of somehow is able to, to like swindle them away from their own kids who are like trying to get money from their parents as well and like take have access to them and like she doesn't let them she cuts them off from her their families if they have them and her real crown jewel is is someone who's very rich and has no real living relatives and she finds that in a one academy award-winning diane weist yeah, who was like living a beautiful life, like had a gorgeous house, a stunning savings account, a Mercedes, zero debt, a 
a magnificent credit score and like I literally will a watching these like elderlies get conserved and like tossed in nursing homes to die was truly triggering to me I was just like oh my god I'm so darked out by this like and that I haven't felt that darked out by like a movie moment in a long time Uh, when she's like greeted by all the people and they're all smiling and you're just like you're like they're medicated they're they like don't even know what's going on no, like the like the staff is like waiting for you to like oh, yeah. greet you and like, like this just... is your gonna be your life. Like you can go from being just like an independent queen to then just being like in a in hospital forever. Like until you eventually die is just so yeah awful. And it also, I was just like triggered by the fact that Diane Weist was her character was like a single like a single childless woman yeah. that had like just made her life just the way she wanted it and then was getting conserved i was like is someone gonna fucking conserve me randomly like one of these days (laughs) like you have to be careful out there because if you are a single woman people who's successful people are literally looking to conserve you 24 7 (laughs) there's the threat you are at risk the threat of being 5150 slash conserved is like is higher there are people so much higher if you're a woman i but truly believe that like there are people who wake up every day and they're like what what successful independent like fierce queen can i trap today yeah how can i incarcerate slash conserve slash 5150 this bitch and take everything (laughs) they've worked so hard for and if honestly if they're not actually conserving you they're mentally conserving you yeah i've fucking seen it and so like that i truly was just like oh my fucking god i think it the movie did like it's i don't think it's actually that easy to conserve someone no i think it was like a little (laughs) because it seems like you just go to a doctor and the doctor played by alicia witt who Uh. truly was uh, incredibly cast because i loathe her but i like her as a villain Mm -hmm. like she just always is such a villain to me yeah energy alicia witt star of dune is she in dune she's paul atreides little sister the little redhead in the the one of the witch she's like the little witch girl oh she's in original dune yeah wow i didn't know that okay that makes me like her more i just always she's always been like two weeks notice like the Mm. annoying she's always like the annoying hot girl that's like fucking the guy that the main character like wants to be with she was in vanilla sky small she part. was in manila sky oh she was also in one of my fave movies urban legend oh a good she was like a star which is a good movie and she was a star in that but she just slowly crept into like villain territory and that's where i've placed her mentally but you know what i really want to see in this world i want to see tilda swinton and rosamund pike play sisters yes that's all i'm gonna say they should play like constellations yeah they're she's She's just like a revelation. They should play Castor and Pollux, mm-hmm. like the traditionally like male Gemini characters, yeah. but they should turn them into female characters and cast Rosamund and Tilda. And then they just play like stars. Yeah, I want to see them doing like Shakespeare in space. <laughs> yeah. Just like Hollywood Macbeth, if you're listening. <laughs> King Lear in, in like the Andromeda Lear. constellation. Mm-hmm. King, King, Queen <laughs> Lear <laughs> on Mars. The king of I'm Mars. I'm fucking ready for this. 
Um, but it's a great movie. I don't want to give anything else away because there's so many twists and turns. Peter Dinklage is fucking hot. I'm just like, yeah. just want everyone needs to remember this, and he's really sexy and scary in this. And I just, I would. I was in, yeah, one on the binary for me. Any of everyone that I was watching the film with, I was in Joshua Tree with three friends and. We were watching, and I I was the first person to come forward and say I'd fuck Peter Dinklage. And then the two women followed suit, and then eventually the gay guy also, he gave it up. And we all got on, on the Peter Dinklage. Hell dong. yeah. Yeah, and that's actually how it should be. Like, everyone he's, he's I mean, he's so, to... he was, I was, I thought he was sexy in Game of Thrones. Yeah. He's just like. He's brooding. He's just so good at acting. Yeah, and, he's a great actor. And then um, the guy from The Comeback is in it, who played Val's husband. Yeah, What's and he name? was like, really, it was great casting all around. Though I will say, like, Isa Gonzalez, she was so hot that I didn't believe that a person that hot would be working in a job like this. But it made sense because... She was like scamming. Yeah. And like it was all for money. So then, I, but like if two, like if Rosamond and Isa came to your house and tried to 5150 you, I would call heavy bullshit on that. I'd be yeah. like, you're both actually too hot for this. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'd be like, love, love all this. Like, yeah. This is great. And I'm like living for this, but I also like get the fuck off my porch. Yeah. Like, who, like, I'm you're just talking police. bullshit to me. Yeah. Damien Young is his name. The guy the who plays the retirement home. guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Chris Messina is in it. Messina is in it. Oh, my God. God I forgot so about that. he's so hot in that. He's so hot in truly everything. He was so evil You need so to watch season three this. of The Sinner just to see him, like, right. kissing. Be gay with Matt, Do- Matt, Matt Bomber. Bomber. Yeah. Well, just worth it. Yeah. Sounds Honestly, great to me. He wasn't even that evil in this. He was just like a slick lawyer. Like He was honest about what, what was going to happen. Yeah. I feel like I dated a guy who then became like a slick lawyer like this. Like wears those kinds of suits. Billboard lawyer. And is just like a, bi- yeah, a billboard lawyer, like slime ball, but with like a crocodile briefcase. It has so much fucking money because all they, they just, they just it's take just on like, like opening up briefcases left and right. Yeah. A showboat. Yeah. Yeah. Just a showboat lawyer just working the courtroom in like a $3,000 suit. Adriana's insurance. Mm-hmm. Adriana. I saw lots of billboards for her while I was driving oh. to and from J Tree. All you see are like varicose veins. Uh, so many billboards veins. And like Jesus billboards and Adriana insurance on the way to pump back from Palm Springs. And I couldn't help but wonder. Does Adriana offer good insurance deals? Because I recently had to procure my own car insurance. She does. And I'm, I'm not impressed with Geico's deals. She does. Someone I know okay. who's very, le- like, she got it and it was very legit. Like, she needed okay. it in a pinch and it, like, worked out great. For auto insurance? Mm-hmm. Love that. All right. I'll ch- I'm checking this out. I'm checking this out. But guys, watch this movie. Ugh, it's so good. Speaking of toxic queens... Toxic fucking queens. Guys, we're in the penultimate episode of Rock of Love season two. I know. We have two episodes left. This is the parent. It's parents weekend at the Rock of Love it's house. parents weekend. But you know what? First, I'm Lara. I'm Carrie. And you're listening to Rock- Sexy. Unique. <laughs> Podcast. 
I just went rock. Rock. Sexy, Sexy podcast. Insatiable. Insatiable bitch, bitch goddesses. goddesses. Wait, can we just, I need to just begin this episode by pointing out that someone named Cortland Cox produces this show, and I just thought that was really funny. It's like, I was like, is that Courtney Cox? Astral like, relative of Courtney Cox. Maybe it's what her What if we pseudonym. found out that Cortland was her, like, twin? Or her pseudonym. She, like, low-key mm-hmm. produces VH1 shows on the side. She moonlights as a esteemed reality show producer, but not even that esteemed, just, like, trashy reality television. I'm down. I would be so down. Isn't David Arquette in some kind of reality show? Or he he was on Dancing with the Stars. Who knows what he's ever doing? Oh yeah, Dancing with the Stars always gets a pass for me. Mm-hmm. It's like if you you've arrived if you're on Dancing with the Stars. At first it was like kind of the dregs of celebrity universe, but now it's like it's an honor. Like Zendaya it's did Dancing with cool. the Stars. No, that, yeah. I mean, I that's major. Po- one of my biggest, biggest dreams is to someday be esteemed enough to get asked to do Dancing with the Stars. Because I did ballroom dance for two years at one point in my life. Oh my life. God, you'd kill it. Mm-hmm. I'd slay. I want this for you. I'd slay mama. Slay so mama. everyone, tell your friends to start listening to this fucking podcast so that mama can get on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, they're going to do a podcast edition of Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. Just a pod. Like, let's have one podcaster on DWTS. What's the big fucking deal? Yeah. Justice. They're going to have the, the woman who did Serial on <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. That dry bitch. <laughs> have me instead. <laughs> no, I'm I, just kidding. I don't what... know her. I love Serial. But, like, literally, just, like, put me on the show. Come on. Can I make a I confession? I can cha-cha with the best of them what i didn't finish don't cereal. cereal i didn't finish the first season either. <laughs> i was like boring who cares well it was Next. like it was kind of before the time of pods and i felt like i was like what is what am i doing like i was like i, I listened to it over christmas break that year whenever 2014 when it came out and i was like I was like, I don't understand. Am I listening to like a radio show? Like, what am I? And then I just got bored after like four episodes and I never returned. It's probably my, I'm missing out. I know no, there's a big conversation about. I'm sorry. Compared to other true crime podcasts, which I didn't listen to Serial until 2019. So I was late to the fucking game. But like, I'd listened to other true crime podcasts that really captivated me. And then I was like, well, I probably should listen to Serial because like, I'm into this shit. And then I did the same thing. It was like after like four or five episodes, I was like, like, I don't care. You know, but I listened to S Town. Does she do S Town? I don't know. I I just assumed it was kind of the same because it starts with an S. I listened to Hollywood Con Queen. That's that's going to that catch. That's going to catch my eye. Yeah, I just finished um, Once Upon a Time in the Valley. Another fucking fantastic. Oh podcast. yeah, you told me about it last yeah. week. 
I've I've listened to like a quite a quite a bit of true crime. Gotta be honest with you. Danielle Staub should host a true crime podcast. She should host a true crime podcast looking into what the Manzo's Manzo family did to Dina Manzo's boyfriend in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Called she should host a podcast called Slapjack. <laughs> <laughs> Slapjack. One night deep. You're on Danielle and you're listening to Slapjack. 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 I'm Danielle Staub, and this is Slapjack. You're listening to Slapjack, sponsored by <laughs> Bella Vita Spa. <laughs> the, the sp- sponsored by what was that plastic surgery place oh. in the strip mall? <laughs> uh, Wayne. Wayne, like. Wayne Plastic Surgery, surgery Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sponsored, sponsored by, by the Burger Cat. Sponsored surgery. by Sponsored by Preakness Diner. <laughs> sponsored by Preak. Sponsored by Preakness Diner. Sponsored Wayne. by the Preakness. Wayne Surgery the Center. Burger County Country Club. And Panines. And Panines everywhere at Marketplace. Market Provision. <laughs> Market provision, the best place on earth to get a panine. To get a panine. Go in, go in and say go Danielle out. sent you for 10% off your panine. Put in Danielle panine for access code. <laughs> Put in I love panine. I love panine. Put in slapjack for your access for a hot panine. For 10% off your hot panine. Hot panine. <laughs> I would actually like produce this podcast. Let's do it. I'm in. Guys. This is the second to last episode of Rock of Love. And things it begins, are getting fucking real. They get back from Vegas. They come back to the house. Amber walks in and she goes, Oh, we're home. I was like, Can you imagine? <sighs> After a Vegas trip like that, I'd be like, Take me the fuck home. I'd want to actually home. go home as well. Yeah. I'd want to go on like a retreat. I'd want to go on a silence retreat. retreat for like a month. I would need to have all my chakras realigned. Mm-hmm. Spend at least two weeks just meditating and doing yoga and then receive some sort of blessing and then transition back into the world, a reborn person who never associates with anyone from my past ever again. Yeah. I would literally go get an exorcism. Absolutely. Especially after Bathe in holy water. You would go get baptized. I would like join a cult. You would find Christ. Yeah. I would become born again. I would like, I would go to like conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. And become straight. <laughs> well, I had no choice but well, to be straight. Well, that's it for me. When that's it, comes it for me, to being guys. Gay, I've had my fill. I, I hung up my uh, hung up my coat up, and put on my hung my hole on the coat. Hung up my hole and now I'm going. Put on my boots and went out in the world. Belt and some jeans, and now I wear a cowboy hat. You'd become Brett I'd become Michaels. Like, I'd become you like you would get. <laughs> I'd be literally become. I would like. I would go get like facial reconstructive surgery and come out just looking like a Brett Michaels imposter. Hey. I want you to get the tattoo that Destiny's dad has. Holy on his head. shit, guys! Destiny's parents are really we'll sweet. Get there. We'll get okay. There. The final three girls are Ambra, Daisy, and Destiny. And they're all so different. 
Laura just slapped her leg like, ugh. Uh, what are we gonna do with them? So they're when they get back to the house, their first task is they have to they have to like scrub the house. This is so fucking degrading, and truthfully, it's what happens to every woman that participates in a VH1 dating show. They always are asking them to clean something, and what's up with that? It's fucked up. Big John comes in with three red buckets, and I literally thought they were gasoline containers. Like, when you run out of gas, I was like, is he going to burn this place down? Like, <laughs> what? I was like, this is fucking rock. And then they or were actually like, just like... When they went to Vegas, there was like supplies. a gas shortage in LA. They were like, you have to go siphon off gasoline from cars parked on the side of the road. Yeah, he was like, we're going to get into... challenge. They have to steal gasoline from Doomsday prep. He's like, I built a doomsday shelter in the backyard. It's your challenge is to go get five gallons of gasoline each. Go. That'd be a great show. Like, pick to be some man or woman has, like, a great doomsday shelter. And you have to compete to, like, be their rock of love inside, like, a mountain. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. Daisy goes, why did I come here to clean? I don't want to be like Daisy's a maid. Pissed. A, a her face. cleaning person. I was like. Fair. It's like what they're doing. They, it's like what they make people do in rehab. Yeah. I was like. They like forced on? us to do this at boarding school too. Every Wednesday night and then every Saturday morning. You'd have to like scrub the toilets and scrub the floors. Your school. It was really a moment in time. They eventually nixed the Wednesday night clean fast, but it was still like, it echoes. Well, it brought you character, Laura. It sure did and taught me how to clean. Ambre's dad arrives. Uh, Ambre comes downstairs and she goes, Daddy! And they and her dad is like this, like, he's wearing like the most dad outfit ever. And they, yeah. hug, they hug for like an hour. It's a little, it's like very intense. It was a touching moment. Brett comes out and he's fully like has no head bandana on. He has like glorious side middle part. Like he looks gorgeous. He has curtain bangs. Oh my God. Yes. Like I just read an article about like how to achieve the perfect curtain bangs. Mm -hmm. And Brett should be like a touchstone pinterest board like inspo for a curtain bang we've never seen him sans headband this entire series series he looks he's a very beautiful man he's a beautiful man who also looks like a hot chick yeah he he he's bringing kind of a androgynous energy and i was i i thought it was i was vibing yeah, um, and as out. he just watches Daisy or watches Ambra and her father embrace, he stands and just like takes them in. But also, he doesn't know what intimacy is, so he's ultimately a little confused. Yeah, he's very like, he's like, what, what's this about? I'm like, what are you trying to say? He's like, what are they doing exactly? Yeah, he's very perturbed. I think he's like a little jealous, and he's also just mm-hmm. like, why is this dude? He's like, he's trying to take my girl. <laughs> Yeah, he literally is like, he's getting a little flustered. Yeah. They loop Big John going, sir, sir, who, which he, you can tell he was not saying that, but they just loop it over and over again. Yeah, like they're like, as if they're like ignoring them. Like they yeah, totally... like they're ignoring them to like fuck hug in the corner like, yeah. while they all watch. 
her dad like doesn't really he doesn't really like say enunciate words he's just kind of grunts he's like he reminded me of my dad kind of like a baggy levi's like 501 jean with a new balance and like a a parka was Uh very but shane hall's 2021 energy let's just say that paired with grunts let's just say that amber's dad is not impressed with anything going on he's very but he's a nice guy he's a nice he's there he's supporting his daughter Amber brings her dad up to meet the girls and Daisy's kind of like, <laughs> Daisy's just like, hey, like she doesn't even like, she's one of those people that's like not good with other people's parents. And uh, she's very triggered because she hasn't spoken to her parents in like years, which is sad. She's been on her own since she was 15. Yeah. And I, I felt for her in this moment and I like really understood her life like fully when she revealed that fact. Yeah, I felt, I think Daisy was very empathetic in this episode. Yeah, and then you understand, too, like, why she would be so connected to someone like Charles, because she literally doesn't have family. So, like, her friends and ex-lovers are the only family she has. Yeah, she's very attached to people who are not blood-related. Mm-hmm. And, like, what could be more rock than, like, literally being, like, a 15-year-old runaway? runaway? Yeah, she's punk. Like, she's fucking rock and roll through and through. Um, and this episode really, like, it really shows, like, how, m- like, what a non-rocker Brett truly is. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's just, he's, like, the opposite of a rock star. Yeah. He's just like a Republican. Destiny's parents arrive. <laughs> Destiny, they're shocking. Speaking of rock, yeah. But they're so fucking rock and roll, both of her parents. And her, her dad, dad has a Tommy scalp tattoo. He has like a... Literally... A, a head a tattoo. A leopard print hairline tattoo. It's unbelievable. It's fucking rock. And his mom is so... Looks punk as fuck, just wearing like... Kind of she like has a, like shaved side, like the sides yeah. of her head are shaved. She looks like Lena Dunham. <laughs> she like is Brooklyn. She's wearing like a part, like a fleece, like bootcut yeah. jeans, and just has like tiny, like kind of slender sunglasses on, and it's just like they're just they're truly rock and roll. They're rock to the fucking core, and good and nice people, I think. Yeah, they seem salt of the earth. Then Daisy, the doorbell rings, and Daisy's truly wondering, like, who could they have gotten to come for me? Like, did they find my mom? I was like, I felt emotional in this moment because I was just like, imagine being Daisy, and you're probably, there is a part of her that's hoping, like, her production parents. did get in touch with one of her parents, and they're going to show up, and it will be this healing moment. But then it's not a parent. And she goes, it's... Stephanie <laughs> and it's Charles's sister and Who's Stephanie sweetie? slowly but surely became my personal rock during this episode Daisy was so happy to see her like she was it was like it's like waiting for your parent to come pick you up at school or something it's like mm-hmm. she was so relieved that she had someone and, and Stephanie's like a mom slash big sister to her 
Yeah, you can tell their connection is very, very deep. Again, another reason why she's so attached to Charles because of Stephanie. Yeah, like it all makes perfect sense to me. I don't understand why Brett can't wrap his thick skull around it. Because And he's weirded out and he's like, if her parents can't like make it here, like how can I trust her or some shit like that? And mm. I just wrote, you're not a fucking rock star. Yeah, Brett didn't get it. And it's like, you know, rock and rock stars are like, they should know about like chosen family and like, you know, kind of a missing puzzle pieces and misfit, you know, square pegs coming together. And like, I feel like he doesn't get it. I think true rockers know. True rockers know. Like that's rock and roll to be like, you know, I ride for my friends just as much as my family. You know what I mean? And like, Mm-hmm. Brett doesn't get it. To like have to be like scrapping through life. Like I understood also just like Daisy's journey from the perspective of like she, you know, she's on her own. She's making it work. She's like saving money by living with this guy. She like paid for her boob job, which she may be in debt for, but she makes money dancing and she's making it fucking work. And like mm. it's a very non-traditional trajectory. Mm. And I think that's why Amber can like come for her in that way because Amber's is like an incredibly traditional trajectory Mm -hmm. and she obviously comes from like a more solid family background and has that kind of like family privilege that she can use to discredit another person that doesn't have that and I was like fucking justice for Daisy my queen we gather we ride I'm so against Amber me too I'm like get the fuck out of here team Daisy also team destiny yeah, Destiny's hot as shit, and I was like, I was riding for her in this episode. She's literally the only sane person in this house. You I said that at the end. end. Yeah. Um, Brett talks to all the parents, and he talks to Daisy's or Destiny's dad, and we find out Destiny's dad's like, oh, I, he offers him a drink, and he's like, I can't drink because I have liver cancer, and he only has six months to live. Brett goes. He says, you want a drink or you got, you got your Pepsi there? Like, what? And he goes, yeah, I don't drink. And Brett's like, what? Not, not at all? You, you diabetic or like yeah. really hoping that they're going to have like a diabetes yeah, yeah, sesh? Yeah. And then he goes, no, I have cancer. And, and then Brett just gets very taken aback. And he yeah. goes, well, I am really sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's, he's got till March. Mm-hmm. And it's so. It's, this is like Brett's in like the last being... months of his life. He's spending it at Brett's house of rock. At least one of the days. Yeah, Brett's feeling very triggered by mortality in this moment. I think. I think he's like, it's a dose of reality that Brett was not expecting from a reality yeah. show. Yeah, he came to terms with his own mortality over mm-hmm. the course of this episode, and we didn't really get to see that process so much. Yeah, but I believe that there was like internal questions keeping brett up at night totally he probably called the mother of his children and his daughters and like reconciled with them yeah later that night well he has health issues so he was like you know he's i mean last season he nearly had a oh my god yeah emergency (laughs) so he was i think he was like I'll bet he was like hoping to, he was hoping for like a diabetes connection so he could like give him a tip on like how to keep boozing 
He's like, well, if you only drink like one or two beers in a session. Well, I think he also, Brett can't relate to anything unless it has to do with him. True. Also very I think it was more about that. Like he was like, how can I talk about my struggles? But then he was like, whoa, okay. Not that, I mean, diabetes is dire. Like I'm not, I'm not, but I think. No, but I think liver cancer beats it. Liver cancer with the six months to live beats diabetes. A prog. Yeah. In this situation. I just wrote Jesus Christ. I was emotional. Being there, God bless him for being there, and and his mom. There, his mom just kind of goes, "Yep." <laughs> she's like, pretty matter of fact about the whole thing. She doesn't talk much. She's just there to support her man. They're very like into the earth, into the ashes. Like come, you know, through through death comes life. We do what we got to do. He came into this world screaming, and he'll go out a blaze of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they seem really like hippie chill. They probably have Hippie, but like also just face tats, which is a, a whole new level. I was into them. Me too. And Tommy and Brett really bond over Harley's, and I just was like, I'm fucking crying. Yeah, Brett, in his own way, was trying to like be relate and and be, um, you know, empathetic. And I think it was it was sweet to see Brett try. Yeah, he did his best. He did like what celebrities know how to do, which is call someone to get something and then like feel really good about like that. And so I was happy for him in this moment that he did like he did his best. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. 
Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. We go outside for a second, and Brett is talking to Amber's dad. Amber's dad, like, (laughs) totally, like, narcs on Amber for, (laughs) for lying about her age. I love it. Brett's like, explain to me, like, the kid situation. Like, I can't really understand. Like, yeah. it's like Amber told him that she has, like, three brothers or something. You can't Brett's get like, it. I just, like, <laughs> I don't, just, I need I don't you. really get that. I'm, so you have siblings? Yeah. Brett, Brett forgot. Yeah. He's like, and yeah, so- she told me. He's like, yeah, I think Amber told me, but I don't, I don't, I wasn't paying attention because I don't care enough. I love, like, just explain, like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, go into that again. Yeah, go into He's that. like, well, I have my oldest, who's 44, and then Amber, who's 37, and Brett's like, what? And yeah. then we realize that we flash back to the meeting with the psychic slash chakra healer who said, Brett and Amber have known each other since the 12th century, and Brett asks Amber, how old are you? And she says, uh, I'm 32. And Brett goes, good, good. So Amber's a dirty liar. Amber's a dirty, stinking liar. <laughs> we'll talk about this, but like the way she handles that is beyond. Fucking Gaslight Central Operator.com. Twisted, Twisted, fucked up, that's, liar. That's fucked up. Liar! 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Brett's not thrilled. No. He gathers but they all, all have to sit down for a little din din. For dinner, and then they all go into Brett's bedroom, and there's a giant screen, and Brett makes them watch like performances of him. Of yeah, poison. they first have dinner, and Destiny and Brett joke about like chicken breasts and make like a lot of like breast innuendos and like cackle. And then he's like, everyone gather around. I'm going to show you a video compilation of like current day poison on the road. And I'm like, why the fuck? This is also just like celebrity brain. Why the fuck would anyone want to watch this? These people don't care about you. Yeah, the, these people are tired. Yeah, they've flown. They're senior citizens. One is in the last months of his life, and you're going to expose him. Yeah, to you're going to make him watch you. Current day poison. Like, yeah. you guys aren't even in your prime. Like, get the fuck out of here, Brett. Yeah, how like selfless of you. So, oh, how how like, nice. Come into my own bedroom. Around. Everyone come sit in my bedroom and I'm going to show you a little bit about me. <laughs> and and then they all look really play. stiff except Destiny. <laughs> Destiny goes wild. I live for her <laughs> in this moment. Destiny goes full on groupie. She's swinging her hair around, writhing on the floor, crawling around. Like it was to the point I was like, you're a performance artist for this shit. Amber's dad is basically like <laughs> mouth agape. And her, Destiny's parents are just kind of just like, they, they're so used to they, it. They know what she's like. Yeah. yeah they, they're they're like, so they're in like, phase. That's it's, our girl. Yeah. That's our girl. Is, like, they're proud of her. It is what it is. Amber's what, holding Brett's hand. What's the, what is so, like, she likes poison. I didn't see anything wrong. Like, isn't that the point? Yeah. And also, she's fucking hot. She's celebrating. Like, she's listening to music that she loves and moving her body to it. That's a celebration of life and her passions. And she's not afraid to be herself, even if it is really awkward for other people in the room. I mean, I think it's more strange that Brett would show a bunch of strangers a video of himself and his old bandmates. Da -da -na -na, for a good time. Like she's just swinging her hair around. She was like, <laughs> exactly. And she goes on her knees, and then like she like goes up and like crawls forward. I was like, she's fucking going for it. Oh no. Okay, I just looked on her Instagram, and she's queuing on. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. She's the highlights of someone that would be into Q. She's the eye. She's the crazy glare of a Q. It's the eyes. Yeah, something's gone. Something's gone a little bit awry, obviously. And, uh, yeah. Damn. Brett then gathers Daisy and Stephanie and takes them out for, like, a bite to eat on a solo date. He takes him to the rainbow room on on the strip. Yeah. And and he's like, Daisy, have you ever been to like the Roxy or like Viper room? And she's like, <laughs> she's like No, I like so want to go. I'm like, so all the time. I'm like, go to the fucking Viper room. But no, I haven't been there. <laughs> <laughs> the food looked really good. I know they had like calamari. Ugh. I haven't had calamari in I know. so long. God, Brett only can only take them to like bar rooms, as my nano would say. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. He like the dates are so low try. That, yeah, like, he's like taking him to like a bar. Like they're on like a stool, at a, like one of those high tables at a bar, where, and they can get like fried bar food. Like he literally goes to places where the Vanderpump Rules cast has filmed. Like I vividly remember them filming at the rainbow when Kristen was still with James Mm -hmm. and they were like talking shit to Sheena and Mike Shay. No, I haven't. (laughs) No, like I haven't been to the Viper room, but like, I want to go. I fucking love Daisy so much. Just go across. It's right. Go. Yeah, You like literally can look at it. You just go to all three, have the night of your life. The Roxy. The Roxy. Um, Ugh. Almost Roxy, a year. shout out to the Roxy. Shout out to us performing the last show ever at the Roxy. Fucking rock stars. Love that. I love that. I hope that when, honestly, what would feel so right to me is that the day the Roxy reopens, we have another show there to just like, let's, we got to like bookend that let's look this into period. It. Okay. Roxy, if you're listening, you don't have a choice in the matter. It is. What it is. Get in touch. <laughs> Get in touch. Back at the house, Destiny is talking to Amber's dad and she's behind the bar. Um, <laughs> her parents head on up to bed because they're fucking tired and her dad is. Her dad's literally dying. Yeah. Every and second ticks closer and closer to his eventual demise. So so Destiny heads behind the bar and she starts like taking shots and she's like, I'm not going to bed. She goes, I'm waiting up. I want to see Brett and kiss him before he goes to bed. I love that. I love that she also like made out with him right before he left. I know. She went from writhing on the floor to being like, come here, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Amber's dad, Amber's dad is just kind of, he's like kind of, he's like very uncomfortable, but very intrigued by her. He's a polite Southern gener- gentleman mm-hmm. at heart. So he's like. So, what do you see? What's the deal? Like, what are you? What is? What's your future plan? Mm-hmm. What does life look like six months from now? She's like six months. Ugh, I don't even know. She's like, honestly, I can't say. Like six months from now, who the fuck? Who knows what's gonna happen in six months? And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, she's just riding with the wind. Yeah, she's like, I think he first asked her like, what happens right after the show, but they couldn't like say have that question because. It's too like meta, and also it's like they have to go basically three months without talking to each other. Yeah, before like the show airs or whatever. But she's like, you know, I'm just gonna continue with my dancing and acting and modeling and bartending, hostessing, <laughs> just like do it. And he's like, what about six months? Who fucking who knows what's gonna happen in six months? Well, six months. I mean, Amber. Six months. I mean, your father is gonna pass yeah. away, so there will be a funeral and like. Also, like, shut up, Amber's dad. Also, Amber and him, yeah, Amber and him always, Amber's always taking an opportunity to, like, neg someone and, like, kind of put them down and question their life choices to them. Mm -hmm. Amber, it's like, okay, Amber. She's just sitting back collecting intel. Yeah. And then she's like, when Destiny answered those questions, I just couldn't help but notice that she doesn't seem to have an emotional connection to Brett because she didn't. He wasn't included in any of her future plans. I didn't hear his name once. Did you emotionally connect with him when you lied to him about how old you are? Yeah. 
do forge a fraudulent emotional connection because you literally presented yourself as being five years younger than you actually were. Yeah, I mean, Daisy, Destiny was honest at least. Yeah, and, and like Daisy. frank about this, and like realistic about the situation. Does mm-hmm. Amber truly believe like whoever wins this is going to like be with Brett forever? Yeah, I think she does. I think she does too. Yeah, she's so much. She has that much of an ego. Yeah, back at dinner, Stephanie and Brett. Calamari Central. Mm. Mm. Brett starts to like kind of talk about the Charles connection and, you know, kind of questions like, again, if Daisy and Charles actually fucked in the last two years. And then Daisy's like, well, you know, we th- someone cheated in our relationship. And she goes, it's not me. It's like, okay, so it's Charles. Yeah. She's pretty vague, and then she tops things off by going, my life isn't black and white. My life is color. And then Brett makes some, like, like, punt. He's like, okay, color coda or whatever. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? And then... Why is everything so binary with Brett? Because he's a fucking idiot. He's a Republican. (laughs) And then (laughs) Stephanie steps in and reassures Brett that Daisy and Charles are over. And in this moment, her aura came through to me. And I was like, she's so fucking hot. Like her hair is like, mm-hmm. she's like kind of hot rolled that hair. She has like a good, a fierce bang going on. And I was like, her spirit is pure. And she, you know, she let Brett know what's up. And mm-hmm. she, she kind of like, not in a Gently, very like, but forcefully. Yeah. She kind of put him in his place. And I think, and Brett immediately was like, okay, I believe you. Yeah, you can't argue with an angelic energy like Stephanie. A powerful energy of Stephanie just with a flute of champagne and some calamari just mm-hmm. telling, you, telling you what you need to know. Exactly. Stephanie literally begins to look more and more like Meryl Streep over the course of this episode. <laughs> she does. The next morning, especially when she's in a robe. And she's chatting with Tommy at the Kitchen Island. I was like, she's fucking Meryl. She's, it's complicated. You hear her at one point. Mm-hmm. She just goes, I hate waking up. And I wrote, she <laughs> said it. She, she keeps it so real. Grounded queen. Yeah. She's like, she's like in a robe at the island, just drinking a, two hands on like a mug of coffee in a robe, just being so comfy. And like, she's like, I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. The stakes are low. I'm not actually her parents. I'm just like a friend. And like. I just did. I did what I had to do. I succeeded. I had a good appearance, a solo date. Like I did what I had to do to make Daisy look good. I came here to do what I do. Now I can relax. Yeah. And just soak it up. I'm going to have maybe a pool day. And it's it's gorgeous. And talk to this lovely man, Tommy, who's sitting next to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brett takes Destiny's parents and Destiny out. Uh on a motorcycle ride, which is really cute. Yeah. He surprises Tommy with like a, a gorgeous hog and (laughs) they head out to the road. Yeah. And they're riding like through the streets. I feel like they're right by the arc light. Like Mm -hmm. that's, and they're like revving the engines. Tommy's happier than he's ever fucking been. And then Brett just turns to him and he goes, shall we ride? And then they like ride off. And I was, I again, that was, was like deeply emotional. I was like, this is beautiful. Brett was giving him that was like Brett being a good like that's what you do when you're like that's the kind of celeb shit you do. Yeah. You just like kind of 
glamour. You're riding through Hollywood on a motorcycle. You give like a dying person one last amazing experience to imagine what their life could have been like. Yeah. That's just like your normal day to day. That's and like what you should do if you're a celebrity. And he does it well. You're not insecure at all. Like you're dry. Like people are staring at you, but you're like, whatever. You're like, it's amazing, right? This is, this is my life. And that was cute. Yeah. It's Shall really, we ride? It was that really was really beautiful. cute. Shall we ride? That's me to you whenever we're starting recording. Dum, dum, dum. Shall we ride? And I go, Shall hell, we ride? hell yeah. I'm like in your little like sidecar. <laughs> no, you'll get your own bike. You get a hog of your own. My dad, when I was in middle school, bought a motorcycle, a big dog motorcycle, and him and his friends used to drive around South Jersey on their. They used to ride out. Was it a Harley? No, he had a big dog. What's a big dog? It's like bigger than it's like a huge chopper. Oh my god! He grew a beard and like, what? Just went did his thing, and like he took me for a ride once, and I was terrified. Oh my god! I love a a big dog. I was. It's not motorcycles are not for me. My dad got really into Harley's, like right as I was in high school, and then a little bit into college. And he had a bunch of different ones, but he had one with a sidecar that I rode in. Yeah, and I always actually felt very safe in a Harley, like. They feel more substantial. Mm-hmm. And then I had a boyfriend that had a Ducati in college. And I truly came to terms with my own death on the back of that bike. Like that felt uh, completely unsafe to be on. I mean, a guy, a guy pulling up on a bike is hot. Yeah. I'll, Motorcycles I'll, are so hot. But there's, they frighten me. They're death machines. Um, They go to a tattoo parlor brett really wants destiny to follow through on her like kind of vague you know declaration that she might get she might get a tattoo like heather did Mm -hmm. and brett's like really but see he's secretly really and so her parents are watching and she's kind of like yeah i might i might just get like the rock of love logo to like commemorate this time that i'm in because it's been like really fun and like kind of changed my life and brett's yeah i was like He's like, so you're not worried gonna get my, for her. You're not gonna get my name. <laughs> and she's like, no, nah, I, I don't. She's like, I just like the sword logo. Like, and and he's like, you know, Heather got on the back of her neck. She got my name, and she was a little nervous, but she she followed through, and she didn't regret it. And yeah. she's like, no, I don't really want to get it. Yeah, like, it's like a like power- as though she was gonna get the words "Rock of Love" tattooed on the back of her neck. Mm-hmm. Thank but- Christ, she didn't get the lettering. But Brett is like, she's she's making like an she's like I'll get a tattoo, but like I'm not gonna get your name because I don't know if we're gonna end up together. And the lettering looks. And I'm not gonna get the name on this show of the show. She's like, because that's psychotic. mortifying. So yeah. I'm gonna get like the kind of bordello, like medieval looking logo that's like kind of looks like a good tattoo. Yeah, it's like fine. It's better than Heather's tattoo for sure. But Brett can't handle that she's not gonna get his name. Yeah. And she gets the bet. They did a close up at one point, and you see her flesh being like seared. But, seared I, away. I was, I almost. No, I also. Wretched. Yeah. It was a visceral scene. 
I just wrote, okay, Brett, you absolute maniac. <laughs> I didn't think that he was pissed about the name. I thought he was more pissed about her not getting like Rock of Love also tattooed with the heart. Oh, maybe I misheard him. I, either way, psychotic. Either way, he like wanted, he like really wanted, I think, her to take it even further than just the level of getting this. That's, this tattoo will be inextricably linked to him no matter what happens. That's, that's what he wanted. He like he's fucking Keith Raniere. And he's doing it in front of her parents. F- operator. He is truly sex cult. Imagine getting a tattoo on the back of your neck in front of your parents while some guy that like while Brett Michaels watches <laughs> and being like imagine dating I would need therapy or going just on a show to date Brett Michaels and then your parents get called to like come film the show and support you in this journey. And then you all ride motorcycles to a tattoo parlor where you get a tattoo honoring your time with Brett. I know. Couldn't we have gone to like a bar and like gotten like, you know, loaded together? That would have been fun. Yeah, go to, take him to the strip club and like get the dad like a lap dance. Go to Jumbo's clown room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to Noy House. I mean, if you're going to be doing... Yeah, go to Noy House. <laughs> go to the Chateau. Go to Gower and Gulch. Like, yeah. Yeah. Have like a beautiful time. Like watch the sunset together on the beach. Yeah. yeah take him to Venice. Yeah. Go to Venice and like watch the sunset and drink eat beers. Log. Drink beers at some like bucket of beers on the boardwalk and like have a just... No, but instead I'm going to go make watch your daughter get her neck... I'm going to brand Burn. your daughter for life. Or actually, it's even more fucked up. Your daughter is willingly going to brand herself under my watchful gaze. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. But her parents, again, are just like, whatever. I mean, the dad. They're like, I love it. You can't say anything if you have hairline leopard tattoo on your I think they're live and let tattoo, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Brett brings Amber and her dad on their date to like a sushi place that I'm pretty sure is that place on Santa Monica that's next to the Bank of America on Crescent <laughs> Heights that like used to be something and now it's like a private. You know what I'm talking about? It's like that wood. Oh yeah, that I used feel to like be, it used that to be was a also restaurant. another Vanderpump place. I thought that it was a sushi place on Third Street. Oh, but like it. But I know what you're talking about. He's hitting all the Vanderpump Rules haunts. The show is ta- like spiritual. Sure, the same. This is like yeah. that is like a real spiritual connection. Um, her dad has never tried sushi, and he's like not that thrilled to be there. And at one point, <laughs> Brett tries to like ask him something, and he goes, "He goes, be quiet." <laughs> Dad's. <laughs> King. He's like, I, he's like, I have to digest this. King shit. I also love being like. Hey, this guy has never eaten this and probably doesn't like it. Let's make him eat it on yeah, our date. Fucking take him to Dave and Buster's again. Yeah, or, like, or take just him like, to like take him out for some steak. Take him to a nice steakhouse. Take him to Pacific Even, like, Dining Saddle Car. Ranch. Mm-hmm. Brett confronts Amber about uh, lying about her age. Her age, and he's like, "So your dad tells me that you're actually 37." And and Amber goes, oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God, and and her confession goes, I'm thinking, oh, oh God, did did I lie to Brett? And I'm like, yeah, did you I? did. Why? She's like, oh, 
Brett, it was an honest mistake. Like, I, I just can't believe I told you. It's like, it's not like you said no. like 30, uh, 37. You said 32, which is five years younger than how old you are now. Yeah. That's... You basically pulled like a Rebel Wilson on Brett. Uh, oh, oh my God. Did, did I lie to Brett? And then I'm yeah. realizing, oh my God. I, I, I lied to, I must have lied to Brett. She doesn't even admit that she lied. She admits that she maybe oh. lied. Oh Brett, I I'm so sorry if it, if it came off that if I if I'm if I misconstrued some I'm like you actively lied to him. She goes, and if I had said that, I apologize. It's like no, you did say that. Like point blank, you were asked how old you yeah. are, and you said, um, I'm 32. That's very no one misses their age by five years. And then she's like, okay, well. You know, I work in some. I work in an industry where I have to be young, so I might have told the the other girls that I was young to, you know, to not have that use that against me. So she's like, but she never actually comes out and says that she did it. Yeah, she's full of secrets. I know it was very like it was very. I was a little bone chilled by her. Yeah, that is truly it's she. It's a move. You know what I mean? She's playing mental chess here. She's bold. It's but a bold. This is the it's, Queen's it's bold, Gambit, baby. And I know all your to, moves. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a risky move to um, you know, to feign shock that you like to pretend that you didn't that you just made a mistake. Like it's a what she did here is risky, but she somehow pulls it off. That's what I tried to do once when like. I got blackout drunk around some coworkers and then I was walking and fell down on the sidewalk and I try and I knew in that moment like they're gonna know that I was so drunk that I fell so I tried to play it off as like oh my god like that came out of nowhere like I can't believe that that even happened to me like oh my god like that level of like wide-eyed just like shock that I could have possibly fallen and everything else was fine Did it work? and that was like my amber no absolutely not yeah they're like wow you're really shit faced yeah they're like whoa you're a liability of a human being <laughs> i mean we've all but like i just feel like your age is such a like fixed thing it's like a, it's like an element of you so it's like you know when you're born it's just you know was, how old you are you know how very old strange. you are and amber's yeah. dad I, I appreciated that he was kind of like amber you're you're not being honest yeah. He also said something to the effect of like, yeah, Amber told like he even blows up her spot further where he's like, yeah, she told me to like downplay the age thing in front of like the other girls. But like if you asked about it to be like straight up or something like that, but basically like, admits that she was like trying to pull him into her web of lies. He's a God fearing Christian who cannot lie in the name of Jesus. Mm-mm. Um. Amber probably like <laughs> punched <laughs> punched him later in like the, the stomach. Yeah, she's, she's like, like "Fuck oh, dad," and then she won't talk to him for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, she's dad, like, I, I love so, you. I love you so much. And then just I love I- you so much. Ice is him for ice a decade. Him. Yeah, until he's finally on his own deathbed, and he's laying there, and the. Heart monitors just beeping away, and he's so lonely. And he looks over, and it's Amber standing in the doorway. And she and 
she goes, oh my God, dad. Oh my God. It's so good to see. Like she, she like totally gaslights him again. Oh my God. It's so good to see you. I can't believe we're running into each other like this. (laughs) And he goes, you haven't seen me in seven years. No, dad. I just saw you last week. I was on that. I just saw you a few days ago, dad. Like she. Did I do that? Did I do that? Oh my God. Oh my God. And then I'm realizing (laughs) maybe I, maybe I did see my dad for seven. Seven years. Oh my God, Dad! If I did that, if that happened in any way, then I am so sorry, <laughs> Dad. If if I happen to not do that, but and by not I mean say hi to you or or talk to you or reach out to you, Dad. I am so sorry if that was your. Exp- I'm so sorry if that happened. It's like, and then he just like flatlines. Yeah. And she goes, "That's what you get for." <laughs> Telling the truth. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so then we get back to the house and, Wait, oh, and Brett, Brett is like dismisses everyone, the parents at least. Well, at, at, they walk in and Amber's dad, you hear him go, I think any guy would not want their daughter to end up with a guy. Or I think any guy would want their daughter to end up with someone better than Brett. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but I guess he's a good guy. I loved that. Damn. He keeps it fucking real. Yeah. And then everyone says bye to their parents. And then the three women go and like sit in a room waiting to be like called in like hogs to the slaughter. And Amber decides it's time for one of her like clearing the air out moments. And I was just like, Amber, give it a fucking rest. Yeah, it's time to go. And she's like, it's time to destroy Destiny. (laughs) Yeah. And then she's like, Destiny, I just I think I have to be honest with you because I mean, Let's be real. I'm probably going home. So I just need to say what, I, with what I've always been feeling, which is just that you are not here for Brett. And this is just an experience for you. And Destiny's like, Amber, can you tell me in all honesty that you love Brett? And she's like, I, I do love him. She's like, I know it's, it's been, she goes, I, but I feel it. And I'm, I'm following my heart and it's been two weeks. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, it's the truth. She's it's like, my I'm truth. Vulnerable. I'm vulnerable, and I'm I'm I. I'm and letting Destiny's it all like, hang out. <laughs> and Destiny's like Daisy, and De- Daisy's like absolutely. <laughs> and she goes, and then Destiny's Destiny. <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> Destiny. Destiny. And then Destiny. <laughs> and then Destiny's like, kind of just like I can't say with certainty that like I love Brett. She goes, I I feel like I have. I like him and I'm developing feelings for him, but like I need more time with him and like, I, which is like totally reasonable. That's actually like any normal person would feel the same way. And they like try to say that they Destiny's like just a, a groupie. A total of maybe four hours together. Yeah. I think Daisy, Daisy, I buy that she is in love with Brett because they've been like fucking every night. Yeah. <laughs> but like Ambra, I don't believe anything she fucking says. And then Daisy's like, I mean, it seems like you've been here, like, you're just trying to, like, be, it be it could be anyone in this house. Like, you didn't know it was going to be Brett. Like, it could have, would you still be here if it was Bon John, Bon, <laughs> bon John, jo- she goes, John Bon Jovi bon- or John Stamos? And I was like, damn, aim high, Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> like, John Stamos, <laughs> Bon John Jovi. It's like the two most, like, like, what? Bon John Jovi. <laughs> Bon Jovi. <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character. Why does it 
kill me so much. <laughs> Why does John Bon Jovi sound like someone from Star Wars? Bon Jon Jovi sounds. <laughs> but I love those. I know I, those two guys. The like those. Also, she how said is anyone. John Stamos like in? He is in that same realm as Bon. Would you be here if it was John Bon Jovi or John Stamos? It's like, I why guess. them? Yeah, yeah, why that? I'm like, would you? Hell yeah, to John Stamos. Yeah, but I'm like, to Daisy. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, to both. But like, Bon John Jovi is like so hot to me. He's okay. When I heard some of his songs growing up, that was like one person that I was like, oh my God, hot. And then when he was on Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. Also hot. Yeah, so they just, like, tag team Daisy together, and or Destiny, and they kind of just, like, break her a little. But also, ultimately, De- Destiny... Destiny. Well, they get, her to, they get her to break herself, because Amber baits her, and then whatever she, she the says bait. can and will be used against her in a court of elimination. So Destiny just digs her own grave in this moment and gives them the exact sound bites they need to execute her in front of Brett. She's like, I will destroy her! Um... <laughs> I will. T- <laughs> Amber takes her. She just develops this like high pitched British child voice going, I will destroy her now. Yes. <laughs> yes. It all goes according to plan. Yes. You are mine to destroy. And, and then they walk into the other room. And Daisy goes, Absolutely. She. His ears to destroy. Would you be here if it was John Bon Jovi? Or John Stamos? John Stamos? <laughs> so they're, they head to the chopping block and... Amber is like fake shaking. Also, I was like, stand up straight. Yeah. Just act stop your, with act, the antics. Act like a 37-year-old. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Amber, get your fucking shit together. You're 37. And then who's, is Daisy the one that breaks the, she's like, I just have to say something. Well, Brett, Brett is amazing because he goes, I honestly don't know like who I'm going to eliminate. And he's like, Daisy, you're a great girl. And we have a connection and I love the way you sing. And I was like, hmm? Like you do, like, I'm like, we both heard her sing the national anthem, right? <laughs> like, does she sing? I was very confused that moment, but I was like, okay. And he goes, but I just feel like. You're still not telling me, like, <laughs> you're still not telling me the truth. And then she's like, I have something to say. You're right. I do have something to tell you. And that is that when we were in the room earlier, Destiny said that she wasn't in love with you. And then Amber joins in and she's like, yeah, I mean, it was very clear that she doesn't have the same feelings for you that we do. And she said that she wasn't, she wasn't in love with you. Then Destiny's like, fuck you both. She's like, Brett. Basically, she's like, I, yeah, I need more time. Like, I think eventually I could, but like, I have, I'm developing strong feelings for you, but like, I like you. And like, it's, you know, that's my truth. Absolutely fair. When you've spent a total of maybe two one on one moments with this man, and like, it's actually a red flag if you are in love with someone after this short a period of time. And then, Daisy's like, you couldn't answer, or yeah, she's like, you couldn't even answer the question about other guys. 
being on the show like with other guys and then destiny goes because it wasn't valid it's not valid and daisy goes it was valid it was like so valid destiny also reveals that she tried out for season one and she was like i did try out for season one and she goes it hurt my heart to watch it she goes i couldn't even stand to watch it because i knew i wasn't in on the action she goes i couldn't watch the first season it tore me up on the inside like amazing it tore me up on the inside i love her being like tortured and being like maybe some like if you don't get in just try again yeah and then brett calls her down and she is thus eliminated and then brett walks her out and and she's sad about her neck tattoo also at one point can I just remind you that when Brett was saying about to Destiny's dad, he goes, maybe our cross will pass again. I hope our... Cr- and I was like... Oh in the God. afterlife? <laughs> in heaven or hell? Because I uh, don't think that they will. Yeah. He's like, Destiny... You're an amazing woman. You're an amazing woman. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, and I really, like, really loved meeting your dad because he taught me so much about myself. And Destiny's like, maybe in another time it would have would have worked out, but it just won't. And then Brett walks back into the house and he he's wiping away like a fake tear. Because mm-hmm. I'm not much of a crier, which I was like, you actually are, because I feel like you've cried a bunch on the show. You cry all the time. Or maybe you just have dry eyes. Yeah. <laughs> the Santa Anas are blowing. <laughs> Convenient dry <laughs> eyes. And like, and then he's like, we're gonna go on an amazing vacation we're gonna fire up the jet and go to cancun yeah brett's just like he's like my final two ladies do you know who wins at this point i know who wins okay i feel like i do but i also feel like i don't i like can't remember and i guess i'm just gonna keep myself in the dark i accidentally saw um so then they all hug and amber's like it finally hit me that we are the final two. This is crazy. And then she like stabs Daisy like in the stomach when they're turning around. and <laughs> She's like, oh my God, Daisy. What happened? Did you walk into a knife? Oh my God. Oh my oh. God. Br- Daisy. Daisy. We got, we got a bleeder here. Oh my God. She's losing blood. She's like, if I had done that, if I had stabbed you, I'm really sorry. Oh, oh my God. Did I stab uh, you? No, I just realized Oh my God, I must have stabbed Daisy. Yeah, and she's like, all, she's like, everything I've been through spiritually, physically, I'm like, yeah, you're rotting kneecaps. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot kneecaps. about her gangrene knees. She seems to have made a full recovery. Like, she's no longer limping with searing pain, but we'll never know because she also has strategically covered those kneecaps for multiple episodes now to the point where I've fully forgot that she had to get total knee replacements miss knees like she's gonna have scarry knees for the rest of her life yeah you should not ever like compete in a mud football game for the affections wear knee pads aged rock star wear knee pads like do not throw yourself into harm's way for anyone really there's no need yeah in this day and age Protective gear, babe. Yeah. Well, guys, we're almost, we're almost there. What a journey. 
Um, what a journey indeed. Thankfully, there's not only the finale episode, but there's also a reunion, which is hell yeah. blessed because I live for a reunion. And I we do get to see my queen, Angelique. Oh, my God. Yes. Reunion. And I've it really feels like so long energy. ago. Mm-hmm. I've just Googled the best calamari near me, and I will be having some Stout. calamari in the near future. Good. Good for you. My worry is that it doesn't travel well. It does. Okay. So it has to be like truly near me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I can trust a Postmate no. transporting my calamari. Like, I have to go pick no, it up. I, they, they get it to you. They get it to you. Okay. Trust, just trust. All right, they I will. Find a way. I'll try and trust. It's hard for me sometimes to trust a postmate, but don't we all, um, guys? Uh, let us know what you think. Follow Laura at Lars Marie on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Carrie at eCario. Right into our Patreon. Listen to our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah, join the Patreon. It's fucking worth it. Five dollars a month, you get so many bonus episodes and premium content there's just a wealth of content there for you if you're obsessed with the pod it's a really good deal you can also do a yearly membership at a discount so that's on the table and if you are a patreon member dm us we like to read those we like to read those messages on bonus apps send us reader mail yeah and i hope everyone feasts on calamari We bid you adieu. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.